What's up, you guys? I know a lot of you made New Year's resolutions that had everything to do with your body. I want to get in better shape. I want to work out more. I want to increase my cardio. I want, I want to get massive, right? Or, or, or I just want to eat healthier. But really, everything you want has to do with your fundamental desire for joy. What you really want is to be happier. You want more joy. God made you for that joy. We're going to talk about the connection of the body to that joy that God's calling you to live in. It's a fifth rule for living joy uh, from the book of Living Joy. Uh, it's to engage your body in the battle for joy. So we're going to talk about exactly how to do that and what that has to do with your spiritual life. Thanks for being with us. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. No, I know that most of the times you tune into the show and you think, do they allow guns at the Augustine Institute Studios? <laughs> sorry, that was so bad. I'm getting faces from the, uh, the sound booth. Uh, <laughs> guys, you are not pure spirit. You're a body-soul composite, in the words of St. Thomas Aquinas. Your body is an important part of, of who you are. And it, it's, it's a, a frequent thing that we dive into the theology of the body today among devout Catholics. But usually when people talk about the theology of the body, you know, they're talking about the intimacy shared between a husband and wife, the nuptial meaning of the body, uh, the references to that for Scripture, how, and how to thrive in that part of your life. But there's a whole lot more to the body and to the theology of the body than just the intimacy shared between a husband and wife. So we're going to talk about how to engage your body in your spiritual life and, frankly, in your battle for joy. you got to get the book Living Joy. Uh, by the way, the Augustine Institute sold out of that. Praise God for the response. Uh, they got, I don't know, 75,000 of them, and they all moved them in parishes for, for Advent and Christmas. But we're, we're printing, I think, another half million of them. So get your parishes to get that. It's a great way to share your faith is to talk about how to be joyful and how, what God has to do with your fundamental desire, longing to be happy. Uh, also, text JOY to 44144, and I have a video program all about it. But, and this whole show, guys, we're, we're deep diving into that. One of the things I love about this forum for talking about joy is that I, I get excited diving into all the points I'm making. I'm more excited about you and the points you want to make and the questions that you have. So while I'm talking, at any point, feel free to interrupt me with your questions. Te uh, text your question to 720-650-0100. That's 720-650-0100. So we're going to talk about how to engage your body in the battle for joy. Now, of the nine rules for living joy that we go over in this book, this one, it's going to strike a lot of people as the least spiritual. Now, I'd say you're right if by spiritual you only mean things that are immaterial you see it was a great uh, monk that once said there is no spiritual life there's just life <laughs> you know so the, the material experience of life and the world all around us and of our own bodily dimension and the immaterial part it's all just life and sometimes we have these these false divisions i mean it does help our, our minds to define things and we separate grace and nature and grace builds upon nature. But there's a, a division here that's false if we, if we kind of approach one as if it's from God and the other as if it's just from the universe somehow. Both grace and nature, both the immaterial and the material, are proceeding 
from the mind and heart of God at every second. If he forgot about me, I would cease to exist right now. Not just my soul. My soul wouldn't just disappear. I wouldn't die. My body would go to nothing, right? So all of life, all of life, the, the matter and the immaterial, it's all from God. There's just life. You know, I, I heard the analogy once to picture of a fish in the ocean swimming around and looking for the ocean. Where is it? Uh, you're in it. St. <laughs> Paul wrote, in him we live, we move, and have our being. And St. Ignatius of Loyola, he was reflecting on exercise. He said, remember the bodily exercise, when it's well-ordered, is also a prayer by which you can please God our Lord. Now again, there's distinctions, right? You're not going to say, I don't need to pray my rosary today. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, work on the guns, right? No. <clears throat> but when you're offering things up and when it's well-ordered and it's taken up into that, to that life in God, it's all prayer in some sense. It's all prayer because it's, it all becomes an offering. It all becomes something that perfects the soul. So we're talking about five different ways to engage your body in the battle for joy. Or clarification. I will attempt to talk about five ways uh, because I'm totally open to you interrupting me with your questions. And again, bring that number up. I want to hear from you. 720. What is it? Speak to my... 650 0100. Uh, and next, we're going to go over this topic as well. I got a professional bodybuilder coming in uh, to talk about uh, you know, how to engage your body in the battle for joy and how to set realistic expectations for yourself, which are not what you'd see from a professional bodybuilder unless you happen to be one. So, first way to engage your body in the battle for joy, and guys, all these things are really simple, but I do these things and I could tell you this stuff's life changing. All right? It really is going to help you if you actually do it. The first way is to work on your posture. I'll never forget one time I, I picked up my daughter from, the, from school, and she looked completely deflated. She felt horrible, and she looked horrible. She felt deflated. She looked deflated, right? She said, Dad, no one to play with me in the playground. I think it's because I'm, and I, I cut her off right there. I'm like, look, there's nothing wrong with you. You're a blessing. Your, your heavenly father loves you. He spread stars in the night sky for you. Your earthly father is the world's best looking man. I, and, like, there's nothing wrong with you. And I don't want you to look like this when you go on the playground tomorrow. I said, I want you to walk on that playground like you're ready to be a blessing and like your father in heaven loves you because that's the truth. That's who you are. And as I was talking and saying good things about her, I could literally look like she was a balloon reinflating. You see... The tragedy of how we hold our bodies sometimes is we hold our bodies in the way, to express the way we feel. We're feeling tired and worn out by life, and like I need my 10th cup of coffee today. And we don't hold our bodies the way we want to feel. So what we end up doing is training ourselves on a spiritual level and emotional level to feel the way we don't want to feel. You follow me? I need you to hold yourself in the way that you want to feel. Pick that head up, put that chin up, put that chest out, shoulders back. If you stand confident, it actually has a profound effect on, on your biology. It has an effect on your hormonal system. This is really cool. If, this is, I did a lot of research with this book. When you stand like a superhero, almost like a silly superhero pose, like, you, like your arms are at your sides, chest is out, and you're kind of, your posture is open to the world. When you stand like a superhero, it literally increases your testosterone, 
which is associated with I can get things done. All right, that's the hormone that I'm going to conquer the world. It, it literally increases your testosterone and decreases your cortisol. And cortisol is the, the hormone that makes you feel stressed out, anxious, afraid. Uh, another thing that does this, not just standing confident, but sitting confident. If you sit like a boss, right, and instead of sitting like you're hunched over and closed in on yourself, if you sit in a way that's open, you can literally put your feet up on your, on your desk. I wouldn't recommend doing this in front of your boss. Putting your hands behind your head has the same effect. Increases testosterone, decreases cortisol. Sitting the opposite way has the opposite effect. I need you to carry yourself in the way that you want to feel. These little things, guys, when you're conscious about them, make a huge difference. You are not pure spirit. You're not an angelic being. You are a body-soul composite. Some people think when we die, we'll become angels. No, you won't. <laughs> you're not an angelic being. You get to have a body. When you die, you're not fully you again until the resurrection on the last day, when the body and soul are reunited, then you're a natural human. Until then, again, this is St. Thomas Aquinas talks about this, how God keeps us in existence, but in an unnatural state. All right, so this is all part of who we are. We need to engage it in the battle for joy. Number two, I need you to smile more. Seriously. It's a powerful thing. Proverbs says that a joyful heart makes a cheerful face. i got to tell you guys, the converse is also true. A cheerful face makes a joyful heart. Jesus is risen from the dead. Christian, you should tell your face that. People should look at you and know that he is risen from the dead. St. Teresa of Calcutta said, We will never understand the power of a simple smile. A smile has a spiritual power. This bodily action, it's because everything you do with your body is connected to your soul. Your soul animates the body. Your will moves the body and is expressed through the body. We'll never understand the power of a simple smile. She contemplated the depths of these things. Now, we're starting to understand a little more the power of a simple smile. There was uh, a British researchers found that they smile activates the brain's reward center as effectively as being handed a $25,000 check. Whoa. Uh, I wouldn't mind if someone gave me a $25,000 check and I smiled. Hey, $50,000 right there. But if you want to have the same stoke as if you just got handed a very large check, just smile. I, I challenge you to do this. If you're feeling down, stare in the mirror with a big smile on. And try to keep feeling down. If you're feeling just beat down inside, some, sometimes we go through the day and we, we're focused endlessly on the, on the negative, on the bad things that happen to us, the bad things happen in the world. I want you to just to stare at yourself in the mirror. In fact, put a stupidly large smile on. Make your eyes all big and try to get upset. Try to be depressed when you're looking in the mirror like that. Doesn't work all that well, right? They've also found that it, it activates the rewards, uh, the reward center of the brain as effectively as getting two thousand bars of chocolate. I don't recommend eating two thousand bars of chocolate. All right, um, this is this, and this seems like a, like a small point, guys, but it actually is really powerful. I, I talked to a dear friend about this, um, and, and a couple weeks later, like I didn't know how how much this point from my book impacted him. A couple weeks later, he's like, I've been thinking about that for the last few weeks. I grew up in a family setting where I, I didn't feel safe. 
it, like it, this, this, the, his, and he's like my difficulty smiling, looking at that, and why? It's like it unpacked all these layers for me of why I had a hard time smiling. And he's been working on it, man. And his smile has become incredible in the past year. But it's had a direct impact on his spirit. So one, work on your posture. Two, smile more. I guys got a question. How can I stay positive in my posture and fitness with all that's going on in the world? Guys, stop thinking like thermometers. Start thinking like thermostats. Follow me here. If you're a thermometer, you respond to the air around you. If you're a thermometer, you go up and down based on the temperature in the room. If you're a thermostat, which every Christian should be, because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. This is from scripture. I have overcome the world. In the world you have trouble, but, I, but take heart. I've overcome the world. The God who's overcome the world, the God who created the universe, is living inside of you, Christian. Be a thermostat. You set the temperature of the room you walk in. And that's, just, that's the same stuff I'm talking about with your body. First, we have to do this with self-mastery over ourselves. Then we can do it in the room we walk in. So again, I don't want to be responsive to how I feel if I'm not feeling the way I want to. And if I'm just a, a thermometer, then I'm going to feel down and I'm going to hold myself like a deflated balloon. But I have a will given to me from God that is over my animal level emotions. And that will says... Chris, hold yourself like this, especially if you're feeling down. Don't just put a fake smile on. Remember that Jesus is risen from the dead and smile. <clears throat> Can I hear an amen to that? So let's be, let, let's be thermostats and not thermometers. All right, so hold, hold your body right, whether you're sitting or standing. But guys, get intentional about this stuff. I'm begging you. I'm serious about your happiness. Get intentional. Two, I need you to smile more. Work on this. Three, I need you to eat better. And I know that this is going to uh, shame people right now. As soon as I say that, you're going to get a pound cake. It's like, man, I just feel I just can't control the, the eating. Y yes, you can. All right. Um, and this is uh, this has a humongous impact on your happiness, on your sense of well-being. Uh, one of my kids struggles with with anxiety and OCD, and I'm not saying that kind of thing can be in, in, entirely cured through eating a different way, because uh, it can't. Uh, for most people. Uh, but I, I can see the direct connection of eating with his symptoms. And he was at a friend's house once and he came home and he, he just had like this full-blown anxiety. He's like, he's, he was just tweaking out. I'm like, dude, what did you, what did you eat today at your friend's house? Because I know kids sleep over their teenage friend's house. You know, He's like, well, I, I don't know. I had like a couple Twinkies for breakfast and then I came home and there were cinnamon rolls. So I had a cinnamon roll or two. I had a ton of Doritos last night and now I'm, I'm uh, almost in a like anxiety-ridden coma. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, hey, let's eat some greens and meat, all right? <laughs> now, uh, I, here's, here's your life hack for this, guys. When you're taking on the food you don't want to eat, don't take that food on head on. And one thing I have to bring up to you to show you how hard it is to eat right is the Dorito, your and my favorite junk food. Now, the amount of money in the food industry to, to win over your will, to make sure that you eat what they want you to eat rather than what you know you should and shouldn't eat, it's incredible. And when you think about the amount of money and research that goes into selling foods to you, it's no wonder you lose half the time, all right? Uh, and, and, I, and I know people in the food industry, 
In fact, I, I, I got to sit next to the guy, a guy in a plane once uh, whose buddy sold, it was some kind of Lunchable thing. Uh, you know, is it like, but uh, what's that peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Uh, Uncrustables, thank you, for half a billion dollars. Okay, the dude invented the Uncrustable and it was, okay, the, the money in food, it, it, it's like it makes your favorite movie star look like he's a, he's a pauper, okay? Half a bill for Uncrustables. The amount that has gone into Dorito uh, research is insane. Now, check this out. I was researching this a little bit. I'm like, why can't I resist Doritos? A Doritos is, is engineered to melt in your mouth at the perfect rate that activates your brain to say the food's disappearing. So that on a caveman brain level, you need more immediately. Okay. If half the calories in your food come through fat, the trigeminal uh, uh, nerve is, is stimulated to tell your brain to keep going. It puts you in a feeding frenzy. A Dorito has the perfect balance. The gold dust in the Dorito is ground to the, uh, the perfect amount of gold dust, the perfect it's the perfect uh, texture, how fine it is, to cover the maximum amount of taste buds on your tongue. <clears throat> okay, there's lactic and citric acid that keeps your saliva flowing, which keeps you eating. I can, I can salivate just thinking about Doritos. It's also just unsatisfying enough to make you want more. Think about this. If a Dorito was strongly flavored, if it was flavored like a rosemary sage chip, you'd have 10, you'd be like, I'm good, I'm satisfied. But after like 10 Doritos, like, hmm, what was that flavor? I need more. There's been tens of millions of dollars that have gone behind what I just said. You think you're going to win against a Dorito? <laughs> Look, if you don't want a puppy, don't go to the pet store. If you don't want a Dorito, don't go down that aisle in your grocery store. This is where the battles are won and lost with all your New Year's resolutions, guys. If you don't want to eat it, don't put it in your house. If you can't resist that aisle in the grocery store, use Instacart. And, and the, the effect of this stuff on your emotional life. Here's a good question. Is comfort food a problem? Sometimes it's good for the soul, right? No, I think it is fine sometimes. Sometimes is the key word, though, guys. And you, you know, when you're looking at your own body, you're looking at the scale, you're looking at how you feel. You know how much is too much, and you know that you and me frequently go to too much. They did this study in a prison, and this, it drives me crazy that this stuff's not talked about more. They studied 3,000 imprisoned juveniles for 24 months in California state prisons. That's a huge study, all right? Okay, they, they removed refined sugary snacks from all the snack and vending machines and, and all the stuff that they were being fed, and replaced it with unsweetened snacks, with healthy things, with fruit juices, and with popcorn. Popcorn. There were 21% fewer antisocial acts, 25% less assaults, 75% less use of restraints, 100% reduction during the course of the study in suicides. Why don't we talk about this? There was also something that showed a major impact on multivitamins. Those consuming real supplements for at least two weeks considered, committed 37% fewer of the most serious offenses, such as violence inside the prison. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You're a body-soul composite. And I, I know we like to over-spiritualize ourselves. I think one of the reasons the devil said, non servium, I will not serve man. He saw the plan of God, I'm not going to serve man. 
is because he thought this physicality, I'm much higher than that. I won't bow to that. I think it drives the devil crazy during exorcisms that things like holy water hurt him. It's, humili it's humiliating because he thinks the pure spirit is higher than all of that. You know, I, 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 I think most of the heresies in the history of the church, they weren't unspiritual. Most of them were, were too spiritual, were too rigorous. Because it was pride that drives most heresies. We're not bowing to the body. We're more spiritual than that. We transcend all that fleshy stuff. Uh, you can see it in, the, in a lot of the gender movement today. Uh, we transcend how our bodies might define and lock us in. We're better than that. Th th these are demonic lies, guys. And, and we over-spiritualize things sometimes so much. And it's like, man, I, I, I just, I'm feeling really down today. I need to say 10 rosaries. You know, maybe you do. Maybe you need a lot more prayer in your life. But sometimes I think we're feeling down and tired out, and the Lord's like, no, actually what you need is to drink more water and take a nap. And then maybe you'll be less of a jerk to your wife tonight because you need a nap, Chris. <laughs> I'm preaching to myself now. Sometimes that's all we need. I think about when Jesus made people rise from the dead and he caused commotion all around himself. And he usually cut through the commotion with a phrase like this, get him something to eat. Kid was dead. Kid needs a sandwich. The basic bodily stuff wasn't beneath our Lord. It shouldn't be beneath us when we're taking care of ourselves. When we're working on ourselves and we're trying to be the people that God made us to be. So I want you to, to work on your posture. I want you to smile more. I want you to work on eating better and take that life hack on, right? Don't walk down the wrong aisle in the grocery store. Use an Instacart order if you want to. All right, now, number four. And we're going to talk a lot about this. In fact, the whole of next week will be about this. This is exercise more. Now, did Jesus do this? Now, Chris, Jesus didn't preach about all this. Guys, you need to do the things Jesus did. Look, if you're looking up to somebody, like, I know people in the business world like, I, I want to learn all about Bill Gates. Did, did, he, did he get in a sauna at 3 in the morning every day? That's what I want to do. They learned every detail of how he lived his life and then start imitating it in the hopes that they would become like him. That's actually a good formula. Why don't we do this with Jesus? Well, he talked about the Beatitude. He didn't talk about exercising. Yeah, have you been to Israel? Because I've been to Israel, and I need you to come with me someday. Uh, I'm leading a pilgrimage this June. Reallifecatholic.com slash pilgrimages or something like that. Anyway, we, I get to drive where Jesus walked. He walked so much it was crazy. By the way, he also ate locally sourced organic foods, <laughs> which he didn't get from Whole Foods or Sprouts. And walked, okay, about 20 miles from Nazareth to Capernaum. He walked that all the time. 40 miles from Galilee to Jerusalem. Did that all the time. Both ways. From Jerusalem to Caesarea Philippi, where he told Jesus, told Peter, you are the rock. I'm this rock above my church. I don't know. It's probably like a 50-mile walk. It takes an hour to drive it. And you're, you're driving all around these hills, up and down. Like, the amount of working out is crazy. Now, there was a Harvard study done that showed that exercise, especially cardio, fights depression for many people who are clinically depressed as effectively as medication. Now, don't write in with your complaints that Chris is anti-medication because I'm not. Okay, I'm all for it if that's what you need. And sometimes if someone's so down that they can't even begin to conceive of working out, 
they need a little medica- medical boost to get them to that place where they could muster the motivation to work out great. But especially if you're clinically depressed, you got to listen to this advice. It, for many people, was as effective as medication for people who are clinically depressed. Just a fact. Uh, this one hits really close to home for me. And a lot of the stuff I talk about, it, it, it hits close to home. All right. My, uh, I, have a, I have a son who suffers from depression. I have my, um, my wife suffers from seasonal affective disorder pretty badly, too. Like in the middle of every winter, like by, by the middle of next month, if we're not careful, she could be, you know, have, we can be having all these existential questions about does life have meaning and shouldn't we move to Florida? And every year we're on Zillow looking at Florida and Hawaii and stuff like that. All right. So um, my wife started getting intentional about exercising really hard through the winter. She did this last year. And there was zero seasonal affective disorder without meds, none, no sadness, no depression, no talking about moving to Florida. She was totally happy all winter because she worked out. And a lot of us think, well, I can't make the time for that. Dude, do you know how much time you waste on the wrong emotions when you're not giving yourself that hour a day? I'm, I'm telling you, she was giving herself an hour a day on it. And it was medically necessary. Made her whole house happier. Uh, great question. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with daily life and I feel like I don't have time to exercise. How can I make more time to exercise? What you're overwhelmed with is that you don't make yourself a priority. I know the floor is dirty, the dishes aren't done yet. You're a priority. More than a clean floor, your kids need a happy mom, need a happy dad. And I know it's overwhelming, it's hard to carve that time out, but it's really impossible to carve the time out when you're not a priority. So I gotta give you a life hack for this one. Speaking of time, there was a study done where they educated a, I don't know, like maybe a thousand people for three weeks on the importance of exercise, on the importance for your physical health, your emotional health. They shared that Harvard study, they shared all the information, they sent people home, and 0% of those people <laughs> began to exercise more. None of them. So you're hearing me right now and thinking, Chris, you're telling me to exercise more. And I've been telling myself that for the past 10 years. And it's not, I'm not doing it. Right? They did another test study on a different group. Same number of people. They had them write down when and where they were going to exercise. They checked back in with them three weeks later. 91% of them began to exercise. 91%. So here's what I need you to do. Stop having nice high ideals for your news resolutions. And I need you to write down when and where and show up for it. And I don't care what you do. I don't care if you just do a bunch of jumping jacks until you're about to fall over, which actually will probably take you like three minutes because those are really hard. Or or burpee push-ups. Google that one. You drop down to the ground, do a push-up, and then jump up in the air. Jump. I give you like 10 of them and you're tired, okay? You, You don't have to be a professional gymnast and work out for five hours. Show up. Do something which is better than nothing. And then show up to that same time next week and you'll do five more jumping jacks. And you'll see the joy of progress. But most of all, you'll feel the joy of your soul developing virtues when you govern your body and discipline. It strengthens your soul. It strengthens your ability to govern your whole life better. So exercise more. Write down when I want you to, Don't just keep this as theory, guys. As soon as I'm done talking, we've got two and a half minutes left of the show. As soon as we're done, write down when and where. <clears throat> Stick to it. I don't care what you do. Just show up. Hit play. All right? And then number five, sleep. It's one of the shortest homilies I've ever heard. And I love short, powerful homilies. I was in college, and in college, kids are prone to not sleeping. 
and to frankly undervaluing sleep. And I went to Steubenville, so we're also prone to over-spiritualizing everything. <laughs> you know, why, why, am I, why am I getting unfocused? Is there some spiritual answer? No, dude, you slept two hours last night. You need to sleep more, right? <clears throat> so this one homily is priest got up to the pulpit and he said, sleep is a weapon. Use it. And he sat back down. Sleep's a weapon. You know how powerful it is to take care of your body in that way? Simply sleeping. I don't have time to share this, guys, but there's so many studies and a growing body of evidence that shows many of the mental health problems that young people are experiencing now. It's because they're addicted to their phones and they stay up longer than they should with that light in their eyes scrolling as they go to bed and sleeping for a half hour, hour, hour and a half less than they need to bodily because they're addicted to that scrolling. Shut the phone off and go to sleep. If you can't sleep, man, take a little melatonin or something like that. I have these melatonin gummies next to my bed. Sleep's incredibly important. You're incredibly important. The Lord loves you. He, the way he interacted with people, he, was, he honored them in the way that he interacted with them bodily. I need you to honor yourself. Take care of your body. You are a body-soul composite. And this is a part of your spiritual life and your quest for joy. And finally, when all else fails at the end, it's from Romans 12.1, I urge you, brothers and sisters, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. When the ability to enjoy the body in these ways is taken away by illness, and even if you're ill or struggling with something, you can still do a little something probably. But there comes a time where it's like, okay, it's, it's game over. Going back to the Lord. At that point, we turn those sufferings and what we can't do here into an offering to Jesus so that this pain then takes on purpose. And I, I love this quote from Tertullian, your favorite church father and mine. <laughs> your cross means your own anxieties and your sufferings in your own body, which itself is shaped in a way already like a cross. You, brothers and sisters, are a floppy cross. So everything from the mental anguish to the physical pains, to all the bumps and bruises, all the ways we can't live this out perfectly because we're finite beings with bodies that are decaying from the moment we're born. All that can be offered up to the Lord as well. What a joy. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of our bodies and the ways that we can engage that in a battle for joy and in the spiritual life. We'll see you guys next week when I have Dakota Lane, professional bodybuilder, to talk to us about and to take your questions about fitness. I love you guys. Thanks for watching. Man, wasn't that great? Listen, if you don't want to be happy, be sure not to subscribe. But if you want a more joyful life, the kind of life that God created you for, the kind of life Jesus promised when he said, I came to give you life to the full, then make sure you hit subscribe and share this channel with everybody you know.